Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we're going to be talking about the nine to five jobs or the ditching part or enjoying life. I mean, those are the words that we're going to be using today when it comes to this episode. And this person that I talked to, uh, maybe I want to say a few weeks back, maybe more than that. I really don't know. But amazing person. She was uh, we're living in the U.S. Now she's living in the U.K. We'll get into the details of that. Plus, she is an amazing person. So, Rochelle, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. Uh, how are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming here. It's definitely my honor. But before we talk about the, the 9 to 5, the ditching, and all the other stuff that we're going to talk about, what is back to basic mean to you? Back to basics to me means going back to the fundamentals of what has made us successful at the beginning of our careers or at the beginning of our business journey and still implementing that stuff today. Um, I was prepared for this question, you know. Um, I I recently interviewed a woman on my podcast named Ruth Gotian, super phenomenal woman. And she has a book um, called The Success Factor. And she interviewed so many like high-performing people, Olympians, NBA athletes, et cetera. I have a point here. And she attributed their, their success to four attributes. And I won't get into the four, but one of the four attributes that makes them so successful is going back to basics because the things that they've done at the beginning of their career is what makes them successful today. For example, NBA athletes still have to do layups. And that's what they did at the beginning of their career. And it's what they're doing now to make them successful in the NBA. So I highly believe that things that we've done in the beginning that got us to where we are now is what is back, back to basics mean to me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for answering that question. And thank you again for coming on the show. You know, when, when I asked you to come on the show, uh, there was a sentence that uh, you said on Back to Basics and what does it mean? Can I read that if you don't mind? Yeah, of course. Okay. What you actually said is a strong foundation for a business like expect customer service and strong processes and procedures. When foundation business operations are in place, it allows a business to grow and scale with ease. Yeah. Now, isn't that what you just said too in a different way? Absolutely, because all businesses need customers. Yes. And one of the things that I love about being American and coming from the States is our level of customer service. It's unparalleled. It's so great, especially now that I live here in the UK. Like, you know, there's a stark contrast. And, you know, having those procedures in place, it really does come from customer service and really making sure that your user dynamic experience and that is definitely going back to basics yeah thank you thank you again for for explaining all that and and i totally agree with the customer service part but we won't get into the customer service thing <laughs> that's a separate topic for a separate show altogether so you know for over many many years okay rochelle we have been taught that the way to go is a nine to five job. And now you're saying let's ditch, right? So 
let's step back a little, right? Back in the days, we used to think nine to five is the key thing. Why do you think uh, that was the case back in the day? Well, I think that back in the industrial age, we were all indoctrinated to become employees. You know, we that's what the school system kind of teaches us. It teaches us to be employees and it doesn't teach us to be entrepreneurial thinkers. And I don't want to say that everybody's going to ditch the nine to five. I just think at some point there are people that find themselves on that nine to five journey that find themselves unfulfilled after being told and doing what they thought would make them successful. Going to school, getting the degree, getting to the executive suite, sitting on board the directors, et cetera, getting the house, the car, whatever. But then they kind of step back and go home every day and are unfulfilled and unhappy. So I think what's happening is people are conditioned to be employees, but when they become that employee and they be, actually get to the top of their game, there's still something missing. And that is that where where we kind of come in and where we, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So that's kind of where we come in and we think and say, you know, there is another way and you can choose a route of taking all of that expertise that you've gained in school or maybe in your career or both and turn that into a business or a freelance or a consultancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the thing is, thank you, thank you again, for, by the way, for answering that. You know, how do we change that thought process from a business to an entrepreneurial thought process? Because we're still in that old school mindset, right? For example, there was uh, a person that I was chatting with. They said that they're moving for, away from a nine to five job to an entrepreneurial uh, journey. But her, his spouse actually said, um, what about the 401k? What about the assets? How are we going to go and live our lives? Because 401k is for your retirement. Right. What are your right. thoughts on that part? Yeah, so I think that is kind of one of the things that keep us trapped in nine to five, right? What about your investment? What about medical care? How are you going to take care of all these things? there's a way to be an entrepreneur and surround yourself with conversations to be an investor. You know, take paying for your own medical care. Guess what? That's a write-off when you're a business owner. And when, when we think about how do we change that, I think we take it back to, we all go to school, right? So at some point in our career, we are in our educational career, we're given career advisors. Why aren't we also given entrepreneurial advisors, small business advisors in our educational journey. I think that would be one way. Number two is shifting the conversations that are around us. Not all of us have parents that are entrepreneurs or small business owners. We don't. So I think that it is up to us to start shifting those conversations that are around us, right? What do they say that the, the, the five most the five people that you typically hang around with kind of makes up the person that you are. So if you're hanging around with everybody that's just in a nine to five, not just, excuse me, I don't want to have anybody in a nine to five, but people that are just so ingrained in the nine to five, but none of them are business owners. How can you expect to shift that conversation for yourself if there's nobody in your circle that's doing what you want to do? I, I totally agree with that. And I just want to make sure that we're all clear that we're not, 
disrespecting <laughs> entrepreneurials. We're not disrespecting no. nine fives. We're just trying to give you an example. Let, let me give you an example. If we are hanging out with nine to five people, we're going to think like a nine to five people. We're going to think about medical insurance. We're going to think about 401ks. We're going to think about being a associate directors, AVPs, or CEOs, or whatever, okay? When it comes to entrepreneurial uh, thought process, we're going to think of how to not defeat the system, how to play with the system, how to understand the business tax IDs, what to do, what name brands to be, what is the, the personal branding that you want to build. Those are the thought processes that she's trying to explain. You know, it's like saying when you grow up, uh, when your parents say that you got to hang out with good people and bad people, <laughs> it's like that, right? If you hang with people with bad people and they're going to smoke, they're going to do drugs, they're going to do other things, you're going to follow that pro uh, process, right? It's the same thing, a similar thing. Am I right on that, Rochelle? 100%. And there's actually research that backs that up and... um it's really great. And it basically, like, if you're a smoker, typically the person that you know, like when you're good friends, they're probably a smoker. And their friend that you don't even know, like no connection to, it is statistically a higher possibility that they are also going to be a smoker and you don't even know who they are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for that. So let me let me ask you in a different way now, right? Yeah. Hypothetically, there's a person who's much, much richer than me, <laughs> okay? And he's an entrepreneur, right? And I'm an entrepreneur and I'm still just starting through, right? I have no money, no capital, no nothing to back me up. And he's been doing this for years. Now, his ideas are going to be much, much way ahead than mine would be, right? Right. Yeah, so, of course. Well, how would I think like him, but I have no capital to work on. So how, how would I think that way? Sure. So I think this is where people kind of get tripped up. Like you can't compare your like one month to somebody's 10 or 15 years. Like that is like step number one. Like that is just setting yourself up for failure. And I think where it, if it comes down to really needing the funds, like you can get the funds to really do anything that you want. There are so many ways to get loans in, in, in the States. It's much more difficult here in the UK, but you can get loans in the States. You can crowdsource. Um, there are so many ways in order to do that. But I think that the first thing that people need to do is first get into that entrepreneurial mindset and think about what is it that you can actually do? Maybe it's your expertise. Maybe it's your passion. I think that step one is understanding what it is that you're actually great at that you can turn into a money-making machine because wanting to just look at that entrepreneur that's like multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever, like, you know, you're not going to get there if you don't even know how you're going to be able to make the, make the cash anyways. So I think that's actually step number one. And then if you're realizing, wow, this is going to take more capital for me to, to build a team, I need systems, I need processes. Well, then you can go out and get funding because you can't just go get funding for the sake of getting funding. You need a reason to get that funding. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. You know, I, I want people to understand too that there's a show called Shark Tank, right? Yeah. There are four or five people in there and they're entrepreneurs technically, right? And they are millionaires and billionaires in that show. But people, they don't understand that the struggles that they went through in order to get where they are today. 
you are okay fine there are cases that you can become a millionaire right away but what about the other ones which they don't that's what you need to focus on uh, what are the steps they they took in order to get where they are so uh, that's just my thought process thank you again for uh, rochelle for answering that question and trying to chime in there so what is your thought process when people they come to you what are they asking you uh for help typically they are number one it's where they currently are right what's their what are they doing now what's their desired state and what are the things in between that we need to do to get them to that desired state because typically we may not be able to work with them if if we're not a great fit but typically what's in the middle between where they are and where they want to be are just two things it's knowledge and action right so there is some lack of knowledge, whether it's like the example you gave before, maybe they need access to funding. Excellent. Great. We can help with that. So what is that knowledge gap? Is there like an expertise or a skill set or, you know, are you trying to get into the online course space? Like whatever it is, there's obviously some lack of knowledge that you just do not have. And what I like to say about what we do, it's like, you know, if I have a medical problem or a dental problem, like I'm not going to go and like try to like do that myself. Like, I'm not going to try, like, sure, I could look on like YouTube or Google or Wikipedia or whatever to like figure it out. But, and we go to doctors, we go to dentists. So it's like, or dentists, excuse me. So when we go to start, when we think about trying to start a business and we have no experience starting a business, people try to just like dive right in. And I don't understand why that happens so often when there are experts, there are people out there that have the knowledge that you need to get you to your desired state, whether that's, you know, freedom, flexibility, finances, it's just a matter of knowledge and then putting that into action. Yeah. But the problem with that is Rochelle, um, is that I don't have enough money to go and spend that money to get that expert. Now, now what? Now what? Well, guess what? You know, one of the biggest, the biggest search engines on the earth trumped Google is TikTok. You know, I'll give it, take it back to my example with like Ruth Gotian. You know, she said uh, the four attributes to super highly successful people. Number one was what going back to the basics. People are going back to the fundamentals, the things that made them highly successful in their career. And another one is through informal learning. It's not in a formal classroom. So informal learning is through podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Reels. Everything that you can learn at the tip of your fingers, it's really on your phone. So if you don't have the funds, it's probably going to take you a little bit longer to get to your desired state, whatever that is. But saying using funds as a, as a, I would say as a crutch to say that you can't get to where you want to be is, I, I just don't think that exists. I think if you want to learn, you can learn. But I just think if you get a coach, if you can get the access to the expertise by paying, you just get there faster. You know, uh, th thank you again, Rochelle. You know, uh, let me give you an idea here. I was uh, watching one of the Shark Tank uh, episodes a few days back, and one of the guys actually came up with some idea, whatever that was. Sure. And the end result, when Mark actually asked uh, a question to the person, how much money did you spend on advertisement? And he says, I didn't spend any money on advertisement. So have you done any Instagrams, Reels, TikTok, or anything like that? And he said, no, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, so is that considered a failure and not a growth mindset of an entrepreneur? I mean, I do think that 
it's not a failure. I think it's an area of improvement, right? I think you either earn or you learn. I don't think that we necessarily fail if you're in the entrepreneurial mindset. I just think it's an area for growth. And no matter where you are on your entrepreneurial journey, you're always going to be learning something. The learning never ends, like never. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for uh, explaining that. So a nine to five, this is the analogy that I came up with. And <laughs> please be uh, mindful on that. Uh, a nine to five job, it seems like a you're in a wolf uh, pack. You got a whole bunch of wolves around you guiding you. An entrepreneurial journey, you're a lone wolf. You're learning as we go. You're making your own rules. So now the question is, do you want to be in a pack or do you want to be a lone wolf? Because sometimes you're not a leader either. You're a follower. So now what are your thoughts on that, Rochelle? That's great. And I think one of the things that we teach our, our the people that we work with is community building is so essential because you, yes, you are going to be alone like that is just a fact. Like I do have a team there in California. I'm here in the UK, but most of the time I am working by myself, but I've been able to build my life, every facet of my life here in the UK over the last four years, simply by community building. And I've, I've distinctly surrounded myself with people here that are small business owners, that are entrepreneurs that have been on Dragon's Den. In fact, I'm going to meet with my friend, Chris, who was on Dragon's Den. So like, I'm surrounding myself with these people and building my own community because when you do go to a nine to five, you're absolutely right. Your community, it's there for you. It's built for you. Everything's built for you at the nine to five. You don't need to think about the systems and processes that are there. You don't need to think about the furniture that needs to be there. You don't think about the equipment. You don't have to think about any of that. You go in and you do your job. But when you do take that lone wolf route, it is up to you to be responsible to build that community around you so that they could support you during those good times, those bad times. And they are going to understand your struggles because they're going through it as well. Yeah, but the thing is that I'm not a leader. I'm a follower. Okay. So now what? So I it, don't you think with that example, a lone wolf is not a good journey and a wolf pack is a better journey? Um. I mean, if you're a follower, I think that you're, there is still a opportunity to build your community because I, I could consider myself both a leader and a follower. In, in, some, in some respects, I am following in people's footsteps because I want to get what they have, right? But in other respects, I'm also a leader because I have people that are coming in to tap into my expertise to get them from their nine to five, where I was, to get to where I am. So I don't necessarily think the lone wolf and being a follower is a bad place to be because you need to be a follower in some respects of your life. And I think that really just keeps you humble as well. Like you can't always be the leader in every area of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make sure that I'm explaining this to yeah. other people because sometimes they feel that they're not followers and they're not leaders, <laughs> right? Sometimes think of it this way. If you are a public speaker, you also sometimes are a listener too because you're listening to other people. Because if you listen to other people, then you'll be a better speaker on your other events, right? So that's the thought process on that part. So thank you again, Rochelle, for, for answering that. And now the other thing is 
what is Rochelle and who are you and what do you do? So can you explain that to people if you don't mind? Yeah. Who am I? That's such a great question. Um, I would say, you know, in my everyday life, just I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Um, I like to contribute to people's greatness and it's typically getting them from their nine to five to start their own business um, in a nutshell. Um, and, you know, that's really it. Like, uh, there's not anything too, too crazy about Rochelle. I think I've been on uh, the typical journey that a lot of people go on by listening to my parents and grandparents, going to school, getting the, the high degree and getting to the executive suite. I just happened to take a diversion and be a bit of a corporate dropout to find another way. And we like to say, you know, we unplugged from the matrix and, you know, kind of carved out our own path. So that's kind of how I like to explain. Like, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Rochelle, for, for all that. And, and thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, I got a lot of information from you. Let's put it that way. And there are some few things that I kind of did know, but there's a lot of things I did not know. So thank you again for filling those blanks uh, in, in that show today. But before you leave today, do you have any last words to any of my Black to Basics uh, listeners and viewers? And how was your journey on Back to Basics? Absolutely. So I just want to say uh, to the listeners out there, go out and support Garish. He puts in a ton of work on this podcast to educate you in so many different areas. Go and listen to and support his podcast because he's doing amazing things. He's a excellent, excellent interviewer. And um, I've had a wonderful time on the podcast. And I just want to sincerely thank you for giving me the opportunity to spend time and connect with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for those kind words. And uh, thank you again for, for coming on my show. Absolutely. Thank you. For coming on the show, we, you know, we had a great time. We talked about the nine to five and the get riddance of nine to five or welcoming nine to five. It's up to you how you want to go and decide because we're only here to go and guide you. And we're, we're trying to give you an understanding that if you want to be a, a lone wolf or a wolf pack, that's something that you have to go and decide. Okay. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and hopefully my guest will like the quote. And the quote is, whether it's in the streets or it's a nine to five job, you can hustle in many different aspects. And that's what this quote is all about. Guys, take care. God bless and keep on subscribing to all my episodes. And remember, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes and support me all the way through because I do release every day. And with your support and love, it'll make me grow day by day, week by week. And there are three things in every episode. It makes it a hit, according to me, that is, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Yeah, absolutely, Richard. Thank you. Thank you again for answering that question. You know, let, let me ask you this question, and I've, I've read this on your website, and it said, do you have money positive or money negative mindset? Mm -hmm. So can you explain a little what that means, if you don't mind? Sure. Let's look at two different stories. Okay. One person grows up in a family that's middle class, lower middle class, uh, 
mom is a spender, dad is a saver, or vice versa. They're fighting over money.